0: Hey there friends, it's Nick, it's episode 273 of the Story Hacker podcast and uh, you might want to skip this one, (laughs) you might want to skip this one friends because in some ways it's a bit more personal and um, I've been struggling to kind of articulate this for the past couple of days. But I wanted to talk about the last month, if you were listening to the podcast a month ago you might have heard me go on a rant about the news and actually talk about how I was Letting go, letting go of all of it, you know the the broadcasters, the blogs, the citizen journalists, the opinion, the sometimes out and out lies, and the kind of the just the constant barrage of stuff, and um I was letting go go of it really, because I came to the realization that I was sort of addicted to news, I was addicted to picking up the phone and finding out what happened. What's just happened? And of course the irony is that something has always happened because this is the job of people now is to get attention from us. Something had always happened, but in some ways nothing had changed. We're always on the edge of a cliff. And I guess I just had this moment, this sort of, this moment of realisation where I thought, you know, this is just not doing me any good. I want to step away from the soap opera. I want to, do you want to get some space um, to think? And in some ways it was quite a hard decision because, you know, I'm somebody whose identity is is kind of wrapped up in knowing what's going on. maybe that was the problem. You know, I was, you know, I believe we should, we should take notice of the world around us. We should understand. We should try and get some, get some depth, get some context into what's going on. And I think part of this, this realisation I had was just this, this I guess this realisation that, that I was outsourcing my focus and in some sense my peace of mind to people whose, <laughs> whose, job, whose job or passion it was to distract me from my focus and disrupt my peace of mind. And so I just said, no, no more. And um, about 30 days ago, I essentially just stopped looking. And I've talked about this before, but in the first week or so, there was, I just realised how much of my time was spent reaching for the phone. What's happened? What's happened? What's happened? And, um, and then it started to tail off. And actually, do you know what? I started to read books and um, read websites of thoughtf- perhaps thoughtful people, um, and pay less attention to the things that you know the tides that wash in and out every day. Um, you know, or the the social media posts of idiots, or you know what have you, or people who would just who who don't even believe something, but their job is to get you started you know I'm I'm dead suspicious you know of two things really one is that people people who know they're right worry me and I've talked before on this podcast about how there's something really valuable about someone who's changed their mind one way or another because it shows they've been thinking and of course there are there are certain things which are obviously true um, in terms of morality and what have you Um, but in general I'm very skeptical of people who know they're right and I'm equally skeptical of people who who say the solution to any problem is simple and of course what we live in now is a world where we're constantly barraged by people who know they're right and say the solution is simple so i just decided to step away from that because even the the um i guess the media outlets that i trust you know we're all subject to the pressures of keeping our jobs and grabbing attention in a in a in an economy where attention is a scarce scarce resource and of course i haven't you know it's, it doesn't mean i've been unaware what what it meant is that my my news is filtered through people who I love and trust. My family, my friends, the odd people I follow online who whose opinion I trust. So it's not like I'm unaware of what's going on. But I'm not being buffeted by every gust of wind. I'm not being outraged. You know, one of the things we learn when we're telling stories is that one of the ways to get a reader or an audience to get a really strong reaction is to have our our bad guy or bad girl do something which um provokes that kind of strong social condemnation like so yeah <laughs> my wife shared me with this video of um this idiot who. Caused this big accident on a UK motorway because he'd missed his junction. So he um, he slowed down in the middle of the motorway. He stopped in the middle of the motorway, freeway to my American friends, um, and he you know he tried to turn his car across the lanes. And there were lorries jamming on the brakes and jackknifing and rolling over and all kinds of things. And you know your immediate reaction on seeing something like that it's so visceral. It's so visceral. It's like, the guy's an idiot. Look what he did. He might have, you know, those people could be dead. What, you know, we, we, we have this, such this strong emotional reaction. And that's because, you know, one of the functions of stories, the stories we tell about each other is about reputation. And of course, if we go back you know, if we go back hundred thousand years, being cast out of the tribe or untrusted was, you know, a lot like a death sentence. Because no one else is gonna trust you. If your kin don't trust you, no one else will. Now it turned out that um, the guy who was driving that car had a kid in in the, the back seat who was choking. And he'd missed his exit, he'd missed the exit from the hospital. And I'm, it's funny, I'm really, I just felt the, the, um, the hairs on the back of my arms <laughs> prick up because that last bit isn't true. At least, I mean, I don't know it's true, but that's the point. That's the point. When we see things, these things that are simple, so-and-so said this, so-and-so did this. We so rarely get the context because contexts are complicated. And this has been my challenge, I suppose, as I've tried to figure out how can I, how can I be, the, you know, be the person I want to be to understand what's going on in the world, to have that kind of perspective without having to try and filter this unfilterable river of, well, I was going to say crap, but the truth is that's the problem. It's hard to tell what's true from what's not true. You know, we live in a world where it's easy to doctor a photograph. You know, I could create a photograph today that would cause a social media storm, and so could you, probably. But millions of people can. Very soon, if not already, we're gonna to get to the stage where where you won't be able to believe video either. Um. So this has been a real sort of challenge to me, and I just wanted to talk about what I've decided to do. Um because i think there's there's two there's two main problems one is we need to find a w i needed to find an outlet that was trusted i guess that i that i could felt I could trust, and the other is I didn't want it to be i was gonna, i was gonna say day by day news but um but actually um it's minute by minute news that's, the, that's really the problem in other words I wanted something with a longer timescale because it's so easy just to get sucked into the moment and um, again we lack all kind of perspectives so anyway what I've decided to do for a month at least is I'm subscribing to The Economist um, which is a a British magazine well, it's published all around the world but it's a British it's based in London um, with Um, people all around the world and it has um, I guess you'd call it I I guess you'd call it a kind of fiscally kind of liberal magazine it believes in free markets I think it's um, and it focuses mostly on politics and business and these are the two things I guess that that interest me most I'm not interested in celebrities I'm not interested in gossip you know I'm, I'm interested in in news so one thing for me about The Economist is, and I've subscribed to them before I'm mean, in a sense I'm going back to them but um, it's an interesting model because um, I love the writing I always did love the writing but also they have a reputation for obsessive kind of fact checking and that's something that I I want from my news I wanna know that that if I read something that it's true, that it's been checked. Um so, God, it sounds like a simple thing, doesn't it? But the other thing is they have a perspective. They have the perspective of the history of the magazine, but also the perspective of the worldwide um nature of it. And I think, you know, what's interesting for me also, I guess, is it's public it comes out once a week. Of course they do daily updates and what have you, but the magazine comes out once a week. So it's it's always looking back, really, um, and providing some context. And lastly, they do a really good audio version of the whole magazine each week. So, you know, I can listen to that as I'm, you know, mowing the lawn or doing chores or whatever. And I'm going to give that a go for a month. Um, and look at an alternative way to build... That sense of what's going on, but without the drama, without the fear that what I'm reading is actually either wholly wrong or so out of context that effectively it's wrong and in the knowledge that um, because I paid I paid them in advance I've subscribed to the magazine they're not just trying to grab my attention all the time so. Wow, it's 12 minutes, I've been talking for 12 minutes, which may end up being, that may be close to being one of the longest podcasts, just normal podcasts at least, and you're still here, are you still here, hello, (laughs) hello, (laughs) is this thing on, (laughs) normal service will be resumed tomorrow, but I just wanted to talk about um, this, because I think it's really important, it feels to me like it's becoming a huge issue. Because the stuff that's going on at the moment, it's divisive and we can all feel that, whichever side of of whichever argument you're on. I know that you can feel that too. And it's gonna take, I think it's gonna take right thinking people to stand up for the integrity of the news and what it means. And I'm not saying you should all subscribe to The Economist, but I think we need to think about where we're getting our information from. How much we're, we're being kind of, you know, we're the, we're the lightning rods that that people with, without our best interests at heart, or indeed without the world's best interests at heart, you know, they're just hitting us time and time again with things that are designed to make us angry. Okay. That's it for me. Normal service will be resumed tomorrow on the Story Hacker Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) If you haven't subscribed already, hit subscribe. And um, we'll continue this conversation together. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.